0: mm <music> radio right on radio welcome to right on radio my name is jeff i'm the host of the show wow i believe we are going to experience some revelation today for some of you it might be earth-shattering for some of you, you'll say, well, I knew that. But nonetheless, there is going to be a revelation today. I almost want to tell you the story of how this came about. Well, in fact, I guess I, I'll give you a quick synopsis Um, One of my team, a newer member of the team, who I call Kay's, has been after me for months to pursue a certain subject. And by the way, that subject is the Noahide laws, which I'm going to discuss here in somewhat brief but detailed explanation and basically the sacred doctrine and of those who really run the world uh and it's a rarity i really appreciate that it was sent to me and after about five six hours of study i woke up very early today i'm recording this about four hours later than i normally do I just had to quiet my mind and uh I was praying and praying and reaching out to the Lord and saying, Lord, what am I to do with all this stuff? What am I to do with it? And then the Lord actually gave me a bit of a vision, maybe a dream. I might have dozed off for a couple minutes. But it was definitely purposeful. And essentially the word that came out of it is the new world order and we must move forward. And there's some details on that that, you know, uh, don't think that I'm in favor of uh, living under a tyrannical new world order government. I'm not but I am in favor of the Lord's word coming to pass. So it's an interesting dichotomy, is it not? There are ways that we are called to move forward, and we're going to address that. We're going to address a whole bunch of stuff today. I want to start out with this. You know, we're in this time of the age of Aquarian rising, the great awakening, and you are being filled with all kinds of knowledge. Who did this? Who really runs the world? Is it BlackRock? Is it the Council of Foreign Relations? Is it Skull and Bones, the Illuminati? Is it the Jews, the Kazarian Mafia? Who really runs the world? I'm going to answer that for you today. You know, it's interesting that We've discovered all this stuff in the last number of years. For me, it's really gone back 30 years. uh, More on the spiritual side in the last few years. But it's amazing that all the players are being named. And by the way, it's not a bad thing to find out who these people are and what their crimes have been. It's not bad to know. I would certainly want to know someone's poisoning me and my family. I'd want to know who it is. And I'd probably like to see justice come to them. Justice will come to them. And there is a reason you are being shown all of this stuff right now. And in the coming months, or year-ish, <laughs> this is opinion, just opinion, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. Um, I'm tending to lean to, you know, uh, October, November, just based on my study, forming my own opinion. I'm not saying, thus saith the Lord. (laughs) No, I'm not. But the Lord does speak to us, and he does prepare us for things. And that's why he gave us his word. And that's why he gave us revelation, so that we would see these things and actually Be encouraged by them and not frightened and not do anything catastrophic to affect our eternity. The Lord did give us these things to prepare us. And when I say to be encouraged, It's hard to say that. Hey, by the way, there's going to be a famine coming. Praise the Lord. You and your family are going to go hungry. (laughs) There's going to be pestilence. (laughs) We're going to see millions of people die. Praise the Lord. (laughs) But really, praise the Lord. Because this earth is not our home. Now, I want to be very clear to you, so please listen to these words. Yes, the signs are on the wall that things are going to be changing. Rapidly and possibly going into the tribulation. Like maybe even this year. Maybe. But you are called to live your life like you will live your full life, like you will. Pass along what you have stewarded in your life to your children and to your children's children and even beyond that, if the Lord has blessed you enough. So you are to live life like it goes on because no one knows the date or the hour. We will know the season. And you know how you'll know the season? So there's a lot of people talking about this, uh, oh, rapture is coming up on the 23rd of September. Okay. That would be awesome. I'm willing to bet against it. <laughs> a pretty easy bet, in my opinion, because they've said that every September 23rd for the last number of years. Just go check it out for yourself. They say all kinds of things. It's escapism. Well, the rapture's coming on uh, the 23rd. I, why not run up my credit card today? <laughs> no. Don't be a fool. You know what the signs are? I've read it many times on this program. When the abomination of desolation takes place, the sun will go black and the moon will go red and then will be the coming of the son of man. Read Matthew 24 for yourself. It is in order. It lines up with Daniel's 70th week, and it lines up with the book of Revelation. So people, God will not give you something that he will not carry you through. Live life like you're going to live your full life. And if he comes back sooner, Or later, we have to go through a tough time before we are. You're going to go through a tough time. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you that. You're going to go through a tough time. Don't think that uh, if Trump gets back in, things get better, that it's going to be better. I think that's the beginning of the end. As I've mentioned before, and I'm feeling more and more confident in my thesis. That Trump, although, you know, I'm rooting for him, truth be told. But I believe he is the forerunner before the Antichrist. And Trump will probably be the one who brings in the new financial system. Hey, all the uh, people who channel the ascended masters are saying that. Oh, and all the false prophets on YouTube are saying that. Why wouldn't we believe them? Because they are actually hearing from the ruler of this world. Yeah. Speaking of which, I got to do a little bit of reading for you here. And then we're going to get into the seven Noahide laws. and stuff like that, but I want to read just in part Revelation 13, and I'm not going to read too much of it, but and I'm not going to do a full study on it, but I want to, for those of you who are maybe new to the program, um, define some terms for you. And the dragon stood on the sand of the seashore. So who is the dragon? Well, that is Satan himself. The old serpent. You know, the one that was in the Garden of Eden who said you can be as God and many Christians are following into that. Yeah, that guy this is important. So the dragon stood on the sand of the seashore. Then I saw a beast coming out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. And on his horns were ten crowns. And on his heads were blasphemous names. So there's ten horns. I interpret this as being essentially ten quadrants of the earth. There's a lot of different ways to interpret this. And the word of God is very deep. But just for this Particular program, let's just look at that understanding. And there's these kings of the earth that come out of it. Okay. There's really seven control mechanisms, there's 10 kings. Okay. Follow along. And the beast that i saw was like a leopard and his feet were like those of a bear and his mouth were like the mouth of a lion now if you've been here um tim cohen gives out some pretty irrefutable evidence that uh that charles will be the antichrist no i don't believe he's possessed yet but he will be the antichrist and i am 99 nine eight percent there with that it just makes sense and that describes Charles if you you'd have to watch the show to understand it but listen to this and the dragon Satan gave him his power and his throne and great authority So Satan gives his power. Satan is the God of this world, folks. And his authority to the beast. And the beast is this person whom I will call Charles. And he is the one leading all of these kings into power. Now later, they hand all their power over to him. And we'll touch on that at a later date. But why do I discuss this with you now? Because... Not Jeff, but God says there will be a new world order. God says it. And it's for his purposes. So... What is going to happen? Well, we know about the bowls. We know about the seals. We know what God is going to do during the tribulation. But there may be a period before the tribulation where this new world order seems good. Let's face it, if all the bad guys are taken down and new law comes up and it's one that everybody can agree on, everybody, Christians, yes, that's good, Muslims, yes, that's good. Buddhists, yes, that's good. The Kabbalists, yes, that's good. How would that come about? And what would bring everybody together to agree? Well, Let me just read you what the seven Noahide laws are. In fact, let me just tell you where they came from first. The seven Noahide laws are fictitious, (laughs) they weren't given by God. After the flood, the descendants of Noah who essentially wrote the Talmud (laughs) you know, all the rules that the um, Kabbalist Jews follow (laughs) the Talmud, you know the the book that uh, advocates for Man, woman, child, love. Yeah, that book. Same authors, same guys. Yeah, they wrote it. (laughs) And they say it was given to Noah to bring about the new world. You see, this is how ancient this plan is. And we do not battle against flesh and blood, folks. We battle against powers and principalities. And it's the powers and principalities of the air, the demons that run this world, who gave these instructions. And it's important to note that it was signed into law in Congress the United States. There are people who claim that it has been signed in by every president since 1978. I have not found evidence of that. There are people claiming that Trump signed it into law. I have not found the evidence of that. I'm not saying it does not exist. But the Sanhedrin that is alive and well in Israel right now, the same ones who, you know, awarded a crown to Trump and have sucked up to him and things like that, they sent a letter asking him to support these seven laws of basic humanity. I could not find any evidence that he signed it or anything i'm sure he said yeah it sounds good <laughs> because to trump who really is not a uh a, well he's not a uh a big bible study guy let's just say that um i don't know where his faith is I i don't judge him he acknowledges jesus christ but then again so does the devil But they were sent to him, and I think he responded favorably, but I have no evidence of it being signed. There is evidence that uh, George Herbert Bush did put it in uh, right ahead of his New World Order speech at the uh, United Nations, and Congress signed it in in 1991 and they signed it into law in the United States. And also in 2013, the United Nations did some kind of resolution, but essentially, of course, you know, the United Nations is going along with this. So when new powers arise, it is likely, because the plan has been around since thousands of years, that this will be universal laws that the people of this world must follow and i will read them to you now law number 1 you see you can see the counterfeit in this but of course you know satan's going to say well 7 is a number of completion we didn't need 10 that was, you know, that was a wrong God. <laughs> Law number one do not profane, <coughs> excuse me, God's oneness in any way. Acknowledge that there is a single God who cares about what we are doing. And desires that we take care of His world. Wow! Yeah, that sounds great. I I care about the environment, and you know, if God created it, we shouldn't profane His name. (laughs) Except they're talking about the wrong God, folks. Number two. Do not curse your creator. No matter how angry you may be, do not take it out verbally against your creator. Oh yeah, because if you do, um, they're going to kill you. Yeah. all coming together, folks. Here comes Joel's army, the manifest sons of God. (laughs) Everybody agrees on it. Yeah. Except for you and me, because we are the Bereans. And by the way, stick around to the end because I've got something special for the Right On Radio listeners. That should very much encourage you. Law number three, do not murder. The value of human life cannot be measured. To destroy a single human life is to destroy the entire world because for that person, the world has ceased to exist. It follows that by sustaining a single human life. You are sustaining the entire universe. (laughs) By the way, this is written by the same people who say that the end justifies the means and have caused all these world wars and everything else. It's the same people. And I'm going to identify them in Scripture, who it is. Yeah, it's easy to say the devil's in charge of this world. But is it BlackRock? Is it 322 guys? Is it the Illuminati? No, they're just put out in front of you now. I'm going to tell you once again, who is running this world, Because God, yes, the actual God, the Jesus who died on the cross, has told you who it is. Let's continue with the laws for now. Law number four. Do not eat a limb of a living animal. Respect the life of all God's creatures as intelligent beings. We have a duty not to cause undue pain to other creatures. Now, I can't figure this out if they're actually saying, you know, we can't eat meat anymore, because they're certainly saying that in the news today. But it says of a living creature, um, I guess it's okay if it dies, that it has to die of natural causes, then you can eat it? What? That seems to be what it's saying. Don't worry. Don't worry. The same people who are saying this, they got a 3D printer for your meat. It looks pretty. Number five. Do not steal. Whatever benefits you receive in this world, make sure that none of them are at the unfair expense of someone else. We can agree on this. These laws sound good to the person who does not study the Bible. Do you see how important it is To study the Bible. Do you see how all these people are falling for this? And you see it in the truther community. They're all falling for it, not all, you know, as a metaphor for most. Continuing, number six harness and channel the human libido oh incest adultery rape and homosexual relations are forbidden the family unit is the foundation of human society sexuality is the fountain of life and so nothing is more holy than the sexual act So too, when abused, nothing can be more debasing and destructive to the human being. You see, folks, there is a lot of truth in that. Look at how, what it has done to society. Look what it's done to children. Failed marriages and stuff like that. Like, I'm telling you, these things... They're common sense laws that could pull the whole world together. But what's interesting about this is right now you're seeing, you know, the rainbow movement, the trans movement, all these people being elevated and elevated. And the devil hates them. He's lifting them up and he's going to spit them out. And God certainly is going to spit them out as well. The Lord says, be holy for I am holy. To be holy is to be set apart. And Jesus wasn't talking about being set apart in a minority of sexual perverts. So it's interesting that These righteous rulers are going to be putting in these laws. At least that's the plan. Number seven, and possibly the best, (laughs) establish courts of law and ensure justice in our world. With every small act of justice, we are restoring harmony to our world, synchronizing it with a supernal order. That is why we must keep the laws established by our government for our country's stability and harmony. Boy, didn't we just study that in Peter chapter two? <laughs> See how they can sell it to the Christians? They're going to quote scripture to go along with. Like, no, no, you, you should obey this. Look, it says right in scripture. Ask Peter, and he's the rock of the church. That's all bringing it together. <laughs> it, it's. I'm laughing because it's obvious. At least to me. At least to me. Let me continue in uh, Revelation 13. I'm just going to skip forward to verse 7. It was also given to him the beast to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given to him over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All who live on the earth will worship him. Everyone whose name has not been written since the foundation of the world in the book of life of the lamb who has been slaughtered. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is destined for captivity, to captivity he goes. If anyone kills with the sword, with the sword he must be killed. Here is the perseverance of the faith of the saints. So when I read the seventh Noahide law, they will be coming after you. You who are truly born again. But did you notice something when I read it? In fact, let me just read the top line of that again Establish courts and law and ensure justice in the world. Hey, aren't there guys in this movement? working on that right now aren't they saying okay let's uh, there's 3100 communities in uh, the united states or counties and so we got to take over each county and uh, if we do this all the christians can take it over (laughs) that's not christian folks that's the seven mountain mandate. That is the bringing together of the new world order, and they have the spiritual deception. We can talk about how we got here, but it is also bringing in the one world religion, which will be to <laughs> you, you ever hear the joke, uh, when in doubt refer to rule number one, well, in this case, no matter what, you can't profane, don't say anything about the false god of this world, and do not curse, do not do anything out loud at all against the god of this world, or you will be slaughtered see how it works this is the perseverance of the saints when I say to you the new world order we must go forward we must continue to persevere there's a lot of uh Heavy stuff coming down. It's not going to be that bad for you. It's not. It's going to be bad when we see what happens with our loved ones. It's going to be bad when we see our brothers and sisters, if this happens in our lifetime taken to the guillotine, which, by the way, is in law as well. <laughs> it's all the laws are there. <laughs> They're there. It's going to be tough. I asked the Lord to bring me to a word. and By the way, he brought me to Revelation 13. Um, I just trust, you know, when I when I pray and then I'm brought into different scriptures, I'm trusting that the Lord is leading me there. Whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter to me. But I'm trusting that the Lord brought it to me. And uh, what I'm going to read to you next is going to be really, really encouraging. Um, right before I do, allow me just 30 seconds. Folks, I'm getting testimonials after testimonials. One of these days, I'm just going to do a show on the testimonials that are coming in from the mushrooms. Um, If you haven't looked at it, go back and watch the show a couple weeks ago. We were pretty thorough in it. Um, Just go to uh, ROR.PetClub247.com. For people and for pets. Putting it there for pets is a clever way to get around some stuff. But uh, for people, it's, you know, they come in capsules and for pets, they come in treats. But get your mushrooms today. And also, uh, if you'll just permit me, folks, (coughs) there's one thing. I'm taking very seriously. It is the EMP thing. And I have a sneaking suspicion. No, I don't have any secret knowledge or anything like that. But I have a sneaking suspicion that it could be at least regional in October, November why do I say that? Because, because they're telling us it's going to happen. And you know how it works. They say something and it does happen. You want to be able to at least get in your car because your cell phones are not going to work and go and find your loved ones and give them the come to Jesus speech right then if they're not a believer or at least get together your plans, bring food, whatever it is. You should be able to be mobile, at least while you have gas in your car. Also for your house. If you're relying on a generator or something like that, if you want your fridge to work, um, because your electronics will fry in this if they're not protected. Okay, they'll fry. This will protect your electronics. So if power is restored one way or another, at least your stuff can turn on empshield.com. Use coupon code R O R. All right. So I'm going to read you very well about half the cha- chapter. It's a short chapter of Revelation, chapter three, and this is the part where the Lord Himself, Jesus is writing letters letter to the churches. Again, if you're fairly new, if you have not studied the book of Revelation, there's lots of teachings on this that I don't agree with. It is really, really clear to me in my study that these letters that were written in the first, you know, uh, well, within the first century, were written to actual churches that were throughout Asia, essentially. They were actual churches. Since then, those churches have long been dispersed, okay? But, like always, God wrote it through John the Revelator, John the Apostle, to those churches but God wrote this to you and I want you to hear these words very carefully today I'm not going to read Sardis I'm going to immediately jump into Philadelphia and I'm going to read Laodicea to close out To the Philadelphia. And can I just take some liberty here for just one second and say, you know, the Church of Philadelphia, they got the best, uh, the best letter <laughs> by far. No one else comes close. They, uh, I want to just say, instead of Philadelphia, The church to the Bereans, the ones who love his word and obey his commandments. It doesn't mean you're perfect, folks. Don't hear what I'm saying. The Lord never expects you to be perfect. You will sin all of your days. But you know it's sin because of the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And you actively want to get that out of your life. So let me read this to you, the Berean. And to the angel of the church of in Philadelphia write, he who is holy, who is true, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, and who shuts and no one opens, says this. So in other words, This is the Lord speaking to you, brother and sisters, in the way. Verse eight, I know your deeds. Behold, I have put before you an open door, which no one can shut. Because you have little power And have followed my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. I will make them come and bow down before your feet. And make them know that I have loved you. I'm just going to pause for one second there. Jesus has just told you who controls the world, it's not the puppets that they're putting out in front of you on TV. It's not Bill Gates. It's not Elon Musk. It's not Joe Biden, the leader of the free world. It's not Trump. It's the synagogue of Satan. So let's just look at those words. The synagogue. It's a church. It's the where it's the ones, just like we are part of the body of Christ, they are part of that body, and they worship Satan, and they do it knowingly. What they think about him, they actually believe that he is victorious. They actually believe that, folks. We should feel sorry for them now. You really should, even though all the stuff they've done for us should pray for their souls. Let me continue. Because you have kept my word of perseverance. Remember, we need to go forward. We need to persevere. I will also keep you from the hour of the testing that hour which is about to come upon the whole world to test those who live on the earth. I am coming quickly, hold firmly to what you have so that no one will take your crown. The one who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will not go out from it anymore. And I will write him, write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name. The one who has an ear to let him hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, there are some pre-tribulation people who take that out saying, see, we're going to be spared. Um, We can disagree on that. It's okay. It's okay. Um, If I'm wrong and there's a pre-trib, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But we should probably prepare for the worst, at least mentally, you know, kind of get it in your head that uh, we're going to have to go through some stuff, but our God is faithful. And if that, if his words just described you, well, then what does it say again? I will also keep you from the hour of testing the hour which is about to come on the whole world. And you know what? I could be wrong here, but what I, I think that you're not going to have a test that you can't overcome because you're being tested today. It's not like things are going to get worse in the world and you all of a sudden get to skate through life. That. Just doesn't gel with my thinking the way I read the scriptures. But he'll carry you through it. And the Lord does say, Take my yoke, for it is easy. So somehow, the Lord God is going to provide for us in this but not to defeat the argument that you're to live your life like you're going to be here all of your life. And so you should do some preparation because the Lord gives us revelation so that you can prepare. Why else would he tell you this in advance? Now I want to read the last one, which you may be familiar with. And for many, many years, I... uh, thought that these were some of the scariest words in the Bible. They certainly scared the stuff out of me. Um, It really did. And it it no longer scares me. (laughs) I'd say, thank you, Lord. But I think we're going to recognize some people in this. Remember, this was written to a church back in the first century, but God wrote this for people today as well. To the angel of the church of Laodicea write, the amen, the faithful and true witness, the origin of the creation of God says this, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, And neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. It's the Lord speaking, folks. Because you say, I am rich and I have become wealthy and I have no need of anything. And you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. So, the person who thinks they have it all is actually miserable, wretched, poor, blind, and naked. Thus saith the Lord. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed and I salve to apply to your eyes that you may see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens that door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. The one who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat with my father on his throne. The one who has an ear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit as to say to the churches, I in, I put in holy. Um, not trying to add to the scripture, but I just want to make it point clear that I that it's the holy one. Someone out there needed to hear that. Be encouraged by the letter to the Bereans, to the Philadelphians. And that's just on my own cognizant that I put in that. But I pray that the Lord guides my words. So I pray I did it with permission. If not, I don't think I sinned. But to the Laodiceans, the Lord is inviting you Don't just think it's, uh, ah, you know, I was 15. Yeah, sometimes I said the prayer. Yeah, yeah, good. Bought insurance. Are you really saved? Are you really saved? There's some of you who are listening right now who need to really ask that question. And when I say need to, um, that's in all caps, folks. If you are truly born again, then you are born again. But if you are lukewarm, do what Jesus instructed. Let me just read that one more time. I advise you buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich in white garments so that you may clothe yourself in shame of your weaknesses. You need to repent, folks. Buy into his word. That's the gold. His Holy Spirit is refined by fire, refines you by fire. And he's talking about everlasting riches, ones that don't perish. The riches that you, the only riches you can transfer from your life on earth into his kingdom is your service to the king and the fruit that comes of it. Amen, everybody. Thanks, uh, for being here uh, it is a listener supported show if you uh would just say a quick prayer and decide whether or not you want to support this show and it's not just me um there's aspiration to expand and to do even greater things and uh perhaps you'll be a part of it don't forget to leave a comment i'd love to hear from you and uh you can also write me. I, ch- I don't I only check my email like once a week. Uh, but writeonjeff at gmail.com is my email. And in the meantime, quite different from the seven Noahide laws, but the laws of write on radio, <laughs> I'm going to say, are simply this. Love your God. Oh, that sounds familiar. (laughs) Love your family, your brethren, your brothers and sisters in the Lord and all whom you are knitted to. Love your neighbor as yourself and, of course, make a difference in your community.